Wait, how are we starting this? <laughs> Say that okay. again. Hey guys, um, <laughs> this is Ashley. I am, those of you that know me, or don't know me rather, I am the senior high youth minister at Holy Name of Jesus, or like I, I like to call it Hanaj. It's my favorite way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hi, I'm Lexi. Uh, so, and I am one of the high school youth ministers at St. Michael in Prior Lake. We call our youth group Coffee House. And I think uh, a lot of my people know, but we're roommates, Ashley and I. And, we are. Uh, here we are. Here we are at home. Yeah. Amidst the coronavirus. Yeah. So we decided to start a podcast. And uh, maybe you listen to our trailer that we just made. We're both kind of like a little weirded out right now because we realized that we have no idea how to do a podcast. And, yeah. But we just decided to do one for you. And the funny thing is like it's kind of been a secret dream and now it's not secret. But now we have a real awesome reason to do this. Which is probably really bad for all of you because now you just get to... Listen to us talk for. They already have to. Who do knows that at how church, long? But you know. Yeah. No, it's official. <gasps> yes. So. Um, also. Awesome. Yep. I just want to clarify: we are yeah. not like recording this on something nice where we're going to go back and edit and like. No. If we screw up, here it is. This is my Google phone on our kitchen table, laying flat, yeah. and we are talking into it. Yeah. So. So I want to just give a little bit of background on like um, what our intention is for this podcast because. Um, otherwise we would just be talking pointlessly. So our, our whole intention here is that, so we're at home right now. Um, and both of us, I think would normally be at work. Am I correct in saying that? Pretty soon. Pretty soon. Oh yeah, it's three o'clock. Yep. So, um, and I would just be wrapping up at work, but we are not today because, um, it is March 15th, 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 2020. And that means that we are both sitting at home because there has been a outbreak of the coronavirus which i you haven't heard in case you haven't heard i don't know when people are listening to this maybe it's like 2050 and people are we're still that listening. amazing yeah people are still listening. no but okay so so we're both sitting at home and uh we were like well we don't have youth group and that means that the teens don't have youth group and then we started talking about like what happens when people are sitting at home for a while with nothing to do and uh Maybe Ashley can talk a little bit more about this because she was inspired by this like concept of what happens when people sit at home for too long without anything productive to do and uh, came up with an idea and was like, Lexi, why don't we just like start a podcast today? So yeah. want to talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, um, I think that during times like this where we're kind of forced to stop our normal activities, um, school, sports, even like church groups, um, it just kind of, it causes us to pause and be like, whoa, like kind of like, who am I with all, all of these activities? It kind of puts into question a little bit, like, what's my identity? What am I doing? How am I spending my time? Um, and I think that that can be, um, it can be dangerous, at least if you're like me, cause I gave up like watching TV for Lent. And I told yep. Lexi, I was like, if we're home for Corona, I am binging. This is us. I am binging all my shows. Um, and then I like had a thought that was more holy and I was like, wait a minute, like <laughs> I can actually spend my time better. Um, and I can really like use this as an opportunity, um, to not just like indulge my desires and to just like embrace the temptations of what boredom can bring. Um, but to really like to use this as an opportunity, um, to really use my time well. Yeah. Um, 
I think going even a level deeper with that, like when I think of spending too much time alone, I think of all of the dark places that my mind tends to go. And it's not just as relatively innocent as like, I'm going to binge watch TV. It's like (laughs) when I binge watch TV for too long and I'm not doing my normal things for too long, it becomes really problematic for my mental state and for like my psyche. And I don't tend to be a naturally depressed person. Um, Some might argue that because (laughs) I went through a little bit of an emo phase in high school. Maybe we can talk about that later. (laughs) What were you like in high school? Um, Anyway, but, but I really don't think I'm a naturally very depressed person, but I know that when I'm alone for too long, like my mind goes weird places. And so that's kind of why I agreed um, to come along with this and, and why I think it could be helpful. It's just like a place and a space for us to spend time enjoying each other's company, having fun, being healthy, like acting like we're spending time together, even though we're actually not. Totally. Totally. And I think some, like as a person that I like, I struggle with anxiety. Um, and like, I think that moments like this can kind of be a trigger. Um, even if we're like, okay, well, I'm not really in the category of being vulnerable of like dying from this. I think just like the, the reality of like crisis in our culture and just everybody like panicking and things are closing. It just kind of like can start to spur on some of those anxious thoughts. And so I think also, um, when we're not using our time well, or like really occupying our minds in a productive way that that anxiety can kind of get the best of us. So that being said, if you don't currently have a cup of coffee or tea or hot chocolate or some tasty beverage in your hands, then go get yourself one. Just hit pause right now. Go ahead hit pause and go get yourself one because we're just about to haul up. We won't take too much time, but we just want to have a good productive conversation. Tell some funny stories. Tell some, uh, hopefully, I don't know, inspiring stories if we're really doing well and, uh, enjoy, enjoy the next 20 minutes or whatever we're going to do. 20 minutes. It's going to be great. Yeah. So, okay. So here, (laughs) so here's our goals, right? So first of all, we just want to be like a healthy place for you to spend some time. Okay. Like good quality leisure time while you're sitting at home, not doing anything for the next, who knows how long. Also, um, we're not having youth group. Neither of us are having youth group. And now it sounds like faith formation is also being canceled, which is that's not official yet. Be careful. It is for us. So I don't know if it is for you, but it is for us. <clears throat> we'll be soon. Uh, yeah. So, and, and we were like, well, I miss youth group and yeah, I want to have youth group. So maybe some of our teens miss youth group. I think some of you will. And so we wanted to be like a virtual youth group. So here we are. And you guys can at some point, hopefully like writing questions, texting questions, texting things that you want to talk about. Um, and we can be like a little bit of a virtual youth group. And then finally, like, we also want to just talk a little bit about amidst all of our weirdness, like what, how can we be holy within this crisis? Like within the coronavirus crisis, what is God actually calling us to? Mm -hmm. So I want to start with a question, Ashley. Bring it girl. How did you spend your day so far today? What did you do with (laughs) your day? All right. Well, truth be told, I slept in a little bit. Um, I slept in Ashley means that she woke up at like nine 30. Yeah. That's really sleeping in. Some of my friends get like six. Nah. I'm like, I slept till six 30. And then I no. feel like a lazy butt. That's like a roommate uh, thing. You know how sometimes like, well, you don't know cause you don't have roommates yet, but when you do, it's like Ashley's version of sleeping in is nine 30. If I let myself sleep, I will legit sleep till probably 1130. 
Yeah, I just used to live with people though that like got up at like seven. So I That's yeah. Lovely. Anyway, okay. Okay, that was a nice side note. So I slept in, guys. Um, and then I got up and I definitely like found out that um, Governor Walls is like telling us about schools being canceled. We watched it together over it was breakfast really this great. morning. It was lovely. S- super great play by play of my life right now. Um, and then I went to mass. Um, and honestly, like mass was just really beautiful today uh where i went to mass the priest was just extremely he gave a really awesome homily just about um how this is just an opportunity this whole crisis of corona is just an opportunity to really reflect on our lives to reflect on on the reality that like we are on earth for a short amount of time and while most of us aren't going to suffer from coronavirus god willing right um like we are all having to face the reality of our mortality um, and so that just really got me thinking. Um, and then we did this beautiful procession. I'm just going to give a nice shout out to Holy Family in St. Louis Park. Um, we did a beautiful procession to just um, to pray for all those affected by coronavirus um, and to pray for healing, to pray for all those who are working really hard um, at at stopping this virus. So we like brought, or um, Father Johnson brought um, the divine physician, Luke, um, and just carried that beautiful icon around as we processed the school and we just prayed and we asked the Lord for his intercession. So that really just inspired me um, and just got me thinking about like, wow, like what what is Jesus asking me to do in the midst of this um, coronavirus? Because to be totally honest with you, like, I think it was like, what, three days ago, Lex, that you and I were kind of joking about Corona. We're like, oh, this sure. is ridiculous. I mean, let's like, be real. I still joke about it a little like, bit. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's, I still kind of wonder like how much of this is whatever. That's neither here nor there. But, um, but I think like, as you know, as things have been canceled, um, I haven't personally been super anxious, but it has caused me to be like, whoa, like in a lot of ways, like that, that reality of Lent, which is causing us to reflect on immortality on our mortality, um, is being brought to us, whether we're going to be directly affected by coronavirus or not. It's just this beautiful opportunity to pause and, and reprioritize and really reflect on, um, just like, what is Jesus asking of me? Where is Jesus calling me? Um, and where does he want more of my heart? What does he want to do in my heart? Okay, so I have, so, a, I have a follow-up question great. for you on that. You're talking about how reflecting on the idea of mortality is mm. beautiful. Yeah, and yeah, that sounds really morbid. I <laughs> think that that is something that um, doesn't certainly doesn't. It doesn't, doesn't make a lot of sense to your average person. Yeah. So why, why is, is reflecting on your death? Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. I don't know. Maybe beautiful isn't the right word. Um, Because I think actually, first of all, total disclaimer, like I've spent many years of my life being super anxious about death. So let like, lest I mislead you, I'm not like counting down days to my death by any, <laughs> by any means, but I think bring it now. Yeah, no, please don't. Um, But I think it's more just that um, what's beautiful is just this, like this opportunity to realize that, um, when everything is taken away in my life, right? All the things that I, I have in my life to make my life normal, my job, my gatherings after work, my friendships, uh, my routine, when those things are taken away from me, it really causes me to ask the question, where am I putting my hope? Um, what's the most important thing? What's eternal? And, mm-hmm. um, and while that can be a daunting question, I really want to be honest about that. That can be a daunting question. I think what's so beautiful and so freeing is to know that like my relationship with Jesus Christ is eternal. 
and that when I can really um, put all of my effort and all of my energy into that, like there's so much like freedom and peace that comes with that. Um, and it's just this opportunity to like, um, to just come to terms with that in a way that like I gloss over in my everyday life. Like I'm just like on to one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. And I don't pause to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like what is the ultimate? And that's not to say, let me be clear that like all of our other activities are bad. They're good. They are great. They're great things that we do. Many of the things that we do are worthy of our time. But this is an opportunity to be like, whoa, what, what's eternal? That's super interesting. Cool. Because I think like, if we're all being honest, uh, okay, well, first of all, I was just going to say like, if we're all being honest, the coronavirus makes us think about our death. But I think for a lot of us, it doesn't <laughs> because like, like, what is this? I'm healthy. We're yeah. in our twenties. Right. And like, the, like if you're listening, you're probably you're your a teenager. Teens. Right. So like, we're probably not going to die from all of this. And so, um, maybe you're thinking about your death and maybe you're just thinking like, I'm super bored because yep. I don't have anything to do, but like, this isn't going to kill me. Right. So maybe this is leading you to think about your death and maybe it's not, but like, Ashley, if this is leading you to think about your death, what you're basically saying is like the things of this world are passing yep. and like everybody is ultimately going to die. Like mm -hmm. that's a guarantee, right. right? Death is a guarantee. Like death and taxes, they say, are like the only two guarantees in life. <laughs> hey, taxes are coming up. You're a teenager. You don't have refund. to deal with that. Congratulations. Um, what is it? April 15th? Yeah, but they don't get a refund either. I'm waiting for that. True. True. <laughs> Tax refund is the way to go. That's great. Uh, okay. So, so, um, so like I was saying, it makes you think about your death. I think it's making some people just annoyed, frustrated yep. and, and annoyed. Um, and, and not only are they not thinking about their death, but they're not really thinking about anything other than how irritating it is that they can't go to their sports, that March Madness isn't happening their anymore, vacation. and that spring break is canceled. How disappointing is that? I know some like, people actually, who are still going to go. I haven't decided yet if I'm still going to go on my trip, trying to decide how responsible or irresponsible it is. So how do we address yeah. this, like annoyance or like the attitude of just irritation that's coming with all of the inconveniences from everything being canceled. Like what is, what is like a holy way mm. do you think? And we can discuss that together, not just you, but like, what do we think? It, how do, how do we handle all of our irritation and frustration with these things being canceled in like a holy way? Yeah, that's great. You actually had some good thoughts on that earlier. I'd love to hear them. Well, I, yeah. Okay. So I was talking to my friend earlier, shout out to Mary in Connecticut. Uh, we were talking about like having an attitude of charity, which I think we can talk about later. Like, I don't know. That's kind of a big topic for us to just dive into today. But we were talking about the attitude of charity and like all of these cancellations are happening for a reason, basically. Right. And it's not because of me. Like me as a healthy 20 something or you as a healthy teenager, you're even less likely to be dramatically impacted by the coronavirus yourself. But the way that we respond and, and how, how seriously we take our, like the social distancing and, you know, staying away from small groups and like all that stuff that they're telling us to do can actually impact the lives of real people. And they're calling it flattening the curve, right? Of, right? of making it so that this isn't as much of an epidemic as it needs to be because our hospitals are, are going to be overwhelmed, right? Totally overwhelmed. Which also makes me think like, okay, so let's say that I 
get appendicitis in the next three weeks. I'm not going to be a happy camper. And I actually might not be okay because our hospitals are going to be so overwhelmed with the coronavirus that what are the odds that I'm going to be seen in time, right? Like what are the odds that people who have other issues are going to be seen in time? So first of all, it does kind of affect us, right? But even if it doesn't, even if it has no personal impact on me, like my actions have the ability to impact other people right now. And then on top of that, what opportunities is this bringing to me to serve other people like who need it most, not just by staying home during cancellations, but like what, what people out there right now are struggling for, um, let's say finding their next meal because their children aren't being fed at school. Who needs childcare because their kids are not going to be able to be at school and mom and dad have to go to work every day. Mm -hmm. Like there are so many opportunities for us to love our neighbor right now and to think about other people besides ourselves. Because I think ultimately when we're getting frustrated like this, it's like, well, I had this taken away from me and I don't get to do this and I don't get to go here and I don't get to watch my sports and I don't get to do this activity. And it's like, we're just thinking about ourselves when in reality, like if we started thinking about other people, how can I stop the spread of this disease for even one per virus? I don't know if it's a disease. Like how can I, Whatever it is. how can I stop the spread of this virus that one more person isn't infected? Yeah. How can I help families who are in crisis right now because their kids aren't able to go to school? Like if we just focus on other people beside ourselves, which is actually what charity really yes. is yeah. like that could help us so much get over our frustration and anxiety because it would give us something to do. Right? Like something productive to do. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that a lot. I think, yeah, just in general, I think that whole concept of getting our minds off of ourselves. Um, I was even just like reflecting at mass today, just, um, you know, coming to God with all of my problems and my longings and my hopes and da, 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 da. And like, just like kind of, um, just this whole concept of like, yeah, thinking about the people that are, struggling thinking about the people, um, that are being affected. And it just kind of like forced me to like, like, wait a minute. I want to, I want to think about other people. And like, that's actually, there's actually something like more joyful about that than just like sitting there and like lamenting in my own problems. Like there's something really freeing and really joyful and really, um, just like exciting about being like, Whoa, we actually have this beautiful duty and this beautiful call to like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So with that, Mm -hmm. I know St. Mike's teens for sure keep an eye out for volunteer opportunities in our community. Like I know that I'm going to be posting stuff um, that's on Facebook that are like people posting their needs mm-hmm. in our community. Um, and I'm, I know Ashley and I've talked about her doing that as well. So I'm assuming HNOJ kids can keep an eye out for opportunities as well. Absolutely. But just like keep an eye out for opportunities of how you can spend your time productively in these next couple of weeks. Because I think it's when we, when we think about ourselves for too long and we spend too much time alone is when things start to happen that are really ultimately unhealthy, right? Yeah. And um, we get into like a bad place mentally. So yep. keep an ear out and eye out for opportunities that you can use to actually spend your time productively. Yeah. That's my advice. Absolutely. And reach out. Like, yeah. remember that like, for example, Lexi and I, we're like sitting here at home and we're here for you. Like hit us up, call your friends. Like we don't, yes, we may be like more physically separated, but we don't have to be totally separated and that can help us like pull each other out of that just total self self self-obsession amen so i thought it would be really cool 
as if we were thinking about like stuff to talk about and to keep us entertained and to um, help us do with this issue. So I was reading this morning uh, a post from some something that like multiple friends of mine had shared that was uh, a C.S. Lewis quote. Mm. And it was super cool. And I'm not going to read it verbatim because I don't have it pulled up. But it was basically saying like, we are not the first generation that this has happened to. As a matter of fact, many generations before us have dealt with worse things. Yeah. And then I was looking it up and I was like, Oh yeah, the bubonic plague. Like that happened, and it the killed wars. so many people. Like World War II, yeah. millions of people died, and it wasn't just like people who had lived a long, good life, and maybe yeah. they were taken a few years too early. It was like no, these were like children who were yeah. being killed, right? So what I was looking into is I was like, okay, who are the saints who have yeah. dealt with situations like this in the past, and like how did they handle it? Because we can look to our saints, right, to help us to be holy. So I was like, okay, what have our saints done in the past? And so I pulled up a couple stories. Can I share them? Please. Okay. So I have two. And the first one was St. Charles Borromeo. And if you're like a super nerdy Catholic, which I don't think a lot of you are, but if you're like us and you're a super nerdy Catholic, you might remember him as someone who like wrote one of the Catholic catechisms um, that we don't use anymore. But... (laughs) He did. Okay. So he's like, you know, he's a saint. He was alive in the 1500s, but this was when the actual bubonic plague was a thing. Okay. At least, oh, maybe it wasn't the bubonic plague. It was a plague in Milan. Okay. So, um, this was, this was far away and a long time ago, but still he, okay. So he was the, uh, he was the archbishop in Milan which is, you know, kind of a big deal. And I found out that their governor in Milan fled the country when the plague broke out. And I was like, well, at least our governor hasn't fled yet. Like, (laughs) he's still here. Okay, so the governor fled. All of the nobility, who are like all the people with all the money and who could actually do something about the situation, fled. Okay, so that's terrifying. They fled. And St. Charles Borromeo, he stayed. And he organized, like all of these makeshift hospitals. He issued guidelines for people to help them avoid the plague. Um, like we have the CDC, right? They did not have that back then. So St. <laughs> Charles Borromeo like organized makeshift. Yeah, he, he was the CDC. He organized <laughs> makeshift hospitals. He issued these guidelines. He used his own money to uh, help support these things. And then he actually was like personally attending to the poor and the sick at the time. So uh, that's super cool. And when asked how he stayed in good health while he was helping all of these people, he gave credit to a regular regimen of fasting and prayer, Mm. which I thought was super cool. He wasn't like, well, I ate my Wheaties. You know, he was like, (laughs) he was like fasting and prayer is how I stay healthy, which anyway, I thought that that was super cool. Okay. So that's St. Charles Borromeo. I just want to pause and say too, that like, I really want to emphasize earlier what you were saying about fear versus charity. Right. And like. He is a prime example of that. Like, he, like, resisted the fear and he chose what was actually good for other people. And that's inspiring to me. Totally. Well, and he resisted, um, because we didn't so much go into fear, but he resisted, like, apathy. Mm. You know, he didn't Mm -hmm. just say, like, well, whatever. Like, this is dumb and it just means I can't do my stuff. And I guess I'm going to have to leave my house and go somewhere else. Like, he was like, no, this is affecting people. Yeah. Like I'm seeing people outside of myself and it's affecting them and I'm going to do something about it. Like and, he took initiative. Yeah. And even if it affects me, I'm willing to take that risk. Exactly. That's what I mean by right. the fear, you know, yep. like, yep. 
Um, and that's, that's inspiring. Cause not, again, we said earlier, not that we're going to have to necessarily be as our lives are probably not at stake. Like there is still this opportunity to not let fear or apathy yeah. keep us from that charity. Totally. Um, on the note of, of not giving into fear, let's talk about St. Damien of Molokai. Mm. Okay. So St. Damien of Molokai, he was around in like the mid to late 1800s. And his feast day is my birthday, which I think is pretty cool. <laughs> uh, so he was like a brother of the Sacred Heart of Jesus and Mary, which was, um, uh, which was you know, pretty cool. But they were worried that he wasn't smart enough to be a priest. And so they, uh, they sent him to be a missionary. And they ended up ordaining him when he was a missionary. But that was kind of like where they sent people who they weren't sure if they were smart enough to be a priest. They would like have them go be a missionary, which makes no sense. I don't but, understand you know, that. Whatever. Okay, yeah. Uh, so they sent him to what we now know as Hawaii. Woo woo. And it sounds like a lush tropical vacation, right? Uh, no. So there were like native people there and they were experiencing an outbreak of leprosy, which if you don't know, is a flesh eating disease that eventually kills you and Mm. your body parts just start falling off because they've rotted and Mm -hmm. it's terrifying, right? So like coronavirus... (laughs) Or leprosy, I think I would take coronavirus. Anyway, so he went there and he found out that they were shipping all of the people with leprosy to like their own island, you know, because it's Hawaii and they can just do that. So in order, and like they thought that leprosy was super contagious, which we we now know that it's not that contagious, but it is contagious. So they shipped all these people with leprosy off to their own island. And when St. Damien of Molokai went to go, he went to go visit these people, first of all, which is like terrifying, right? Because there's this super contagious flesh eating bacteria that these people have. And he goes to go visit them, right? So he goes to visit them and uh, he realizes that they are living in like total moral depravity. They have no laws, they have no government, and they're, they're like falling apart culturally, Right. So they're just living these like totally morally depraved lives. Um, they are and, and also falling apart physically. Right. So um, what's really interesting about people with leprosy is that no one wanted to touch them. So there's this kind of uh, isolation, like a very literal isolation. They're on their own island. Right. But this this sense of like them being unclean. And uh, so. St. Damien of Molokai goes to visit these people. Anyway, long story short, he ends up like falling in love with these people. And even when it came time for him to leave, he decided to stay because he had just fallen so in love with these people who, who were so sick. But he was also helping them to build a government, to build an economy, to build a functioning moral society. So he was like teaching them about Christianity. Many of them converted to Christianity. And then he helped them build like schools, hospitals, jobs, and, and helped their, their total anarchy form into a generally functioning society. Mm. Uh, long story short, he did end up contracting leprosy and died of it, but he didn't regret it for a minute. He was like, he, he consciously and knowingly gave his life for these people um, who were so sick and so, like I said, coronavirus, leprosy, not on the same scale, but it can teach us a lot about how to handle the situation. And I'm not saying like go into a colony of people who have coronavirus, like break but, up the quarantine. But the idea, right, is like he wasn't thinking about himself. Right. He was thinking about others and he was trying to love them. 
and and especially those who are sick. Like Jesus preaches to us very specifically, you know, um, that we should visit the sick, right? And that's a work of mercy. And so anyway, I just think it's really cool that our saints have demonstrated to us in times like this before that it's our obligation to think of others when we're inconvenienced. We should be thinking of others, not thinking of ourselves. I think these saints, St. Charles Borromeo, St. Damien of Molokai, like that they really demonstrate that to us. Beautiful. Definitely agree. So Lexi. Yes. What would you say is something that you would challenge our teens to um, today? What would I challenge our teens to today? I think um, today I am going to challenge you to limit the time that you spend consuming Mm. over the next couple of weeks. What do you mean by consuming? So, yeah, I'll explain that. Like, I know for me, when I'm bored, I tend to consume a lot of media. Like, I tend to um, watch a lot of TV or listen to a lot of podcasts. (laughs) Here we are. Um, (laughs) This is a good one, though. I tend to eat a lot of food when I'm bored. Like, I tend to... I, I just tend to consume more. Like I take in more entertainment, yeah. food, comforts, like things that make me feel good by, by taking them in to myself. So I'm challenging you to limit the time that you spend consuming and try and focus more on the time that you spend giving mm. this week. Think about a way or two that you can do something productive that you can spend some time giving whether that's like, I'm going to make some blankets for the homeless this week, or I'm going to like make cards for kids in the children's hospital, or I'm going to make cards for people who are suffering with coronavirus and deliver them to a hospital, or I'm going to see if I can help someone with childcare. Like there are so many ways that you can help give, um, right now and spend your time giving. So I'm going to challenge you to think about ways that you can, first of all, limit your consumption and maximize your time that you spend giving. Beautiful. Ashley, how I'm about inspired. you? What are ways that you want to challenge mm. the teens this week? Yeah, I think just because of what I've been experiencing with this whole crisis of making me think, like, honestly, I challenge you um, to, like, take a couple extra minutes in prayer. Maybe you're not praying right now, so then take five, ten minutes. If you are praying, add five, ten minutes. Um, and just really ask yourself, like, where, like, where are my priorities? Like, where am I spending my time? Um, where, and, and kind of even more so than that, like, um, where am I placing my identity? Cause like I said earlier, I think in times like this, when like our normal activities are taken away, um, it's just, it can, it can be confusing. I'm like, Whoa, whoa, whoa what is my life? What is this about? Who am I? Um, and so I think that a great opportunity, um, is to just bring that to the Lord and just like take some time to reflect. And then I think that actually lends itself really well to what Lexi is saying. Um, because if you're, if you're spending less time consuming, like there's more time to really think about those things and then to act accordingly, right. To follow through on like the things that you're realizing, um, in that reflection, in that prayer, um, um, to just like, yeah, to just really, I don't know. Like I, you know, I, I think that like, there's like this part of me with this coronavirus that's like, so dumb. There's this part of me that's like, whoa, this is kind of scary. Um, but I think wherever we fall in that, this is um, the time to just be like, okay, this is what it is. Like, 
Lent is the season of of prayer, fasting, almsgiving, and like, look at, like we have the opportunity to do all three of those things for a very intentional purpose um, and to really realign our hearts with the Lord um, in a way that maybe we haven't been. And um, so I'm excited. Like I'm excited for that challenge in my own life. Um, and be assured that like the challenges that Lexi and I are giving you are challenges that we too are considering and taking upon ourselves. Totally. Um, and like, I'm pumped, man. Like yes. let's be... Let's be a community with social distancing, but let's be a community. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Okay. So next time when we come back, we are going to talk about that specifically. We're going to talk about how this is appropriate for Lent. Like how all of what's going on right now um, can tie into your Lenten practices. And then we're going to talk about boredom and leisure. Mm. And... And, and what those both mean <laughs> and how, how to have, how to be holy in our leisure. So tune in next time. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to our super weird podcast. And if you have like questions about that topic that you're like, I hope they discuss that. Remember, this is not I a Lexi. They discuss I hope they that. discuss that. Cause that's how you talk. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but like Lexi and I aren't here to like entertain ourselves. Although it is kind of fun. Uh, that's not our purpose. Like we're here. I think we should start giving random insights into our personal life. I think we're doing plenty of that. Wait, like what? Wait, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's like, hey, if you listen to our podcast, you can hear about Zaylee the cat. You can hear about Zaylee the cat, and you can hear about (laughs) dates, and you can hear no way, and you can hear about. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Families and funny, funny friend experiences. We have a lot of things and funny. I don't know. Our human lives are just so exciting. Anyways, but like actually, like, you know, text us, ask your cues. This is for you, not for us. Tell us if this is the worst idea ever (laughs) and we're just making a fool out of ourselves. We do still have our day jobs, so like it's okay if um This is our day job right now. Okay, but like else to do. (laughs) But my point is we're not gonna like lose income if you guys all hate this because we're making them from it. Okay. All right, we're done now. Much we love. love. You. Be happy, be holy, and be calm, man. Be, be calm. calm. Coronavirus. But not apathetic. Okay. Amen. Much love. Much Bye. Much love.